Hello and welcome to the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast. Oh, geez. oh we're good. Uh, <laughs> Why did you say OGs? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was say, man. I'm here with Jordan Sanders and Ben Simpson. Pleasure, boys. How are you guys doing today? The pleasure's all yours. Huh? I know it's all mine. Thank you. Thank I'm you doing that. well. Thank you. I don't know. We never say that, but I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm throwing you a little curveball. Now say hello to everybody else. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Oh, man. Well, have a <laughs> just decent happened? show for you guys. <laughs> what just happened? I was, like, so, so concerned at the beginning right. of, like, guarding my ears from last time. I don't – I lost what we're doing, so. Oh, we're, we're doing a podcast right now. Oh, so that. gotcha. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Somebody – hold on. Somebody just used the bathroom. I heard that. Oh, your, no. I heard put that it in there. Your thing. Throw it in there. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Dang, how long? How much water y'all use per flush? Yeah, you should really start checking your bill out, buddy. That is very uh, inefficient. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tell me about it, man. You should uh, see my water bill. Oh, so you do check it out. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, so you're checking it, and you're just okay with it. That's cool. Good to know. I think it's the worst. What else can I do? I I call my landlord to fix it, and this is is fixed. Well, she is is not going to be happy when she hears this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> anyways not much of for news for you guys today so we're not going to do any of that instead we're going to let you know the injury of the people who are injured throughout the matchups oh that we have for you today <laughs> too, much <details. laughs> too many details, too much details. Uh. oh man starting off great this is a great start so uh-huh. we got as always, we have your starts and sits in their matchups. And then Ben's going to throw you a little recap throughout the end, you know. A good old Hail Mary. Oh, God. So you know what, to, what to expect. Oh, you like that? You didn't it's like, like that the, It's like the Family Guy episode. Oh, he said it. He, he said, said the it. thing. He said the name. He said movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> And then we got our waiver wire pickups, and uh, yeah, and your Thursday night's game of who you started sit for next Thursday. That's week 13. So we're going to go over week 12s, and let's go over Sunday's game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Y'all ready? Because here's the predictor matchup. Falcons are predicted <laughs> to win 65.7% to the Buccaneers, 34%. Over-under line is 52 with a 3.5 spread towards the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, the the Falcons have actually been beating people pretty good lately. So, I, I could I wouldn't be surprised if this one gets out of hand from Atlanta. I know that uh, the Tampa Tampa Bay can kind of keep up in some games, but I just I don't see it. I think Tampa's going to I mean uh, Atlanta's going to be kind of on a roll. <clears throat> and I mean, these are two really bad defenses. Uh, other than Tampa Bay being able to play the run very uh, pretty well, uh, the defenses on both sides are kind of just trash. So I'd be looking to start anybody. Uh, you know, Devontae Freeman is out again, so that means you're probably going to have to start Brian Hill uh, if you don't have too many options. I fell into that trap last week. I'm telling you, don't do it again. He is not a good player. 
He's worse than Edo Smith and Devontae Freeman combined. So please wow. don't do that. That is yeah. That is an aggressive take for a man's <laughs> first game, dude. That is yeah. <laughs> that's rough well, for Brian. That's what he gets because he he broke my heart completely. Yeah, so, he did. He yeah. did average two yards a carry. The poor guy. Yes. He did get 15 carries though. If that makes you feel better, but. Two yards of carries. It doesn't. It actually makes me feel worse. It's because this just proves my point of how bad he is. Yeah, there was potential, and he he failed. It's a high over under though, fifty two. So you're gonna, it's one of the highest of the week. Uh, and then obviously you're gonna start Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I really feel like this is gonna be an awesome game for him too. and then pretty much anybody else you can kind of plug and play. I would be if you're going to start a tight end out of all these teams, I would lean more of Cameron Cameron Brait than I would OJ Howard. But uh, yeah, against the kind of against the Saints last week, he had 14 targets, 10 receptions, 73 yards. I mean Cameron Brait did. Yeah, Cameron Brait. I mean, yeah, that's insane. And I think he has like 14 targets his whole like past two years or something like that. Yeah, and he he hit him in one game against the Saints against a pretty good defense. Yeah, so there you go. Cameron break for me on that one, buddy. Yeah, I agree. Not too many sleepers in this game. Oh, I would start Ronald Jones. There you go. Okay. I'll let you have that one. I'll let you die on that hill. I, will, I really, I I'm not against it, but I'm not with you either. I am going to start Ronald Jones in this game. The Atlanta Falcons can just – they can't stop anything. Just let them have the ball. A lot okay. of screen passes. Okay. All right. If that's what you want to bet on. There you go. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the Denver Broncos versus the Buffalo Bills playing in Buffalo. Match predictors got the Buffalo Bills winning 60.1% to the Denver Broncos 39.6%. Over under lines 37 with a 3.5 point spread towards the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, this is going to be a pre- – I'm predicting this game to be probably the most boring game of the week. Both of these offenses are not that great. I would give the edge of the defense to Denver, and I'd give the edge of the offense to Buffalo. So, with that being said, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough outing for anybody on both sides of the ball, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because these defenses are pretty good. So – when it comes to starting any of the guys, I'm actually I'm not really looking to start Philip Lindsay this week. Now, <clears throat> I would put him in a flex position, but I know a lot of people have him as still as an RB two or RB three. He's just he's not going to give that to you this week, so you're going to have to. I would move him down to my flex. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I would start, but other than that, I'm pitching everybody. I'm not going to start Frank Gore. I'm not going to start Devin Singletary. I will start John Brown, but Cole Beasley and everyone else on that that team i am i am not gonna start yeah i agree and uh josh allen as well i i think the oh yes i will start josh Allen. i think the vegas line is probably spot on because this this really will come down to another field goal loss by my denver broncos well i mean oh also noah fant 10 targets four receptions 60 yards uh tight ends have sucked this year so if you're in a week where your tight end you've been riding with is on by, or you're like Jordan and poor Austin Hooper is MIA, then um, I think he's a pretty good replacement in a pinch. I wouldn't expect the same numbers, but 
He'll get you. I would agree with you if the Buffalo Bills weren't 31st best against the tight ends and Noah Fant has had trouble catching the ball all year. He does show flashes, and I think eventually he will get to the point to where he'd be a steady starter, but I just can't do it against bad matchups. But if you want to, that's you, buddy. I've been solid. You want to bet? You want to bet? bet? What's the bet? What's the bet? Uh, 12 fantasy points or less. Okay. I feel like it's a safe, that's a safe number. I'll take – hold on. Let me see what he had. So, last week uh, – Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Based off the matchup. All right, all right, all right, all right. On – with the Bills, yeah, I'll take it. What's that? I, I just need, like, 6 and 60. <laughs> yeah, you need 6 and 60. Without a touchdown, <laughs> I just need 6 and 60. I can yes. do that. With a touchdown, I just need 3 and 30. I'm good okay, with it. Okay, then it's a bet. It's I'll a take bet. That. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say under. Uh, what what's gonna what do I get when I win? What do you want? Huh. I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> That's probably true. No one's cared as much as you have been. You're welcome. I'm here for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Adam, what you should I get? What should I get face. for winning? You should get a smack in the face. Okay. Oh, we're going to slap right, bet. Sweet. <laughs> oh, slap bet. I'm in. Know. Wait, but if I win, I get slapped in the face. Yeah, if you win, I slap you in the face. <laughs> I don't want to do the face. Let's slap do the ben back because it's worse, and I don't have to get. Gosh, bruises. I'm so glad I'm not in this. All right, fine. The the I'd fight the loser you. gets slapped on the back. <laughs> no rings. Open hand. No rings. Yep. No rings. No rings. If you wear a ring, well, your I'll Denver kill Broncos you. won't have a ring for a while, so you'll be all right. All right, cool. Yes, cry some more, Ben. Your tears, <laughs> they feed my soul. <laughs> <laughs> like an anime villain. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, from anime for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to... Did we just go to Hot Topic? That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's what Am it I on Hot Topic right now? <laughs> Adam, play some really loud uh, copyright-free pump, pop punk over the top of this. That would be great. <laughs> not happening. Okay. All right. Never mind. Let's move on. Play <laughs> <laughs> the shot. Let's move on to the Chicago Bears versus the New York Giants playing Chicago. Match of predictors got Chicago Bears winning seventy eight point two percent to the New York Giants twenty one point six percent with an over under line of forty point five. The six point spread favored to Chicago. I don't think Chicago's running away with it that much, to be honest with you guys. I don't think so either. Yeah, there's I actually no think New York might win this game. I, I think that Chicago has a great defense. The problem is they just can't get off the field. And you see it toward the end of the game. They start getting beat up because their defense is so tired. And, I mean... They're human, so they're gonna get tired. I mean, you can only be good. You can only play well for so long before you know you're gonna have to be really disciplined if you want to keep up. And but <clears throat> the Giants are getting a lot of. Uh, I know Evan Ingram isn't playing, but Saquon Barkley is playing, and I believe they have Sterling Shepard back. Right? We talked about that earlier. Yeah, he is. So, he is off the report officially. Full participant in practice this week. So, do you have the rundown of their last game? Say that again? What? Do you have the stat report of their last game? 
So they were on by last week. I can pull up the week. I before. know last week, the week before that. Um, that was the win over. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. They played the Jets. Oh, that was when the 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 New York New York game. And they lost, right? Or they they win? did lose twenty seven to thirty four. Yeah. Um, that was Darius Slayton's blow up game. Right. So that was one of the things I was talking about is. In good matchups, Darius Slayton's a good play, but also if Sterling Shepard isn't playing, then he's a good play. But I know that the week, the couple weeks before, he had played Denver and had a pretty good, dec- had a decent game against them. So Darius Slayton, um, I know a lot of people are like high on him right now. Please do not play him in this game. There's too many other weapons with Golden Tate and Saquon Barkley and Sterling Shepard coming back. And although Chicago has been giving up points, it's mostly been to the run game. They're 31st best against the receivers still and 28th best against the the quarterbacks. So Saquon Barkley's going to have a really great game. But other than that, I will start Sterling Sh- – no, I'll flex Sterling Shepard, but I will definitely start Golden Tate because he, he and Daniel Jones have created a relationship over the past couple weeks and uh, – uh, past couple games. And as far as Chicago, New York just has a really bad defense – However, you, you just because it's a bad defense, you still have to temper your expectations with uh, Chicago's offense because they are bad. They're not good. Uh, I will I will take Allen Robinson, and I will start David uh, Montgomery, and that's that's pretty much it from that team. Yeah, I agree. I can't I can't trust. I will else. say Tariq Cohen. There's an argument to be made for him, although he's been pretty disappointing. Oh, yes, he has He has been playing pretty well the past couple weeks. Yeah, so last week, five receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown, nine carries, 39 yards. That's not a yeah. horrible line for what I expect and what was from Taylor Gabriel's? What was Taylor Gabriel's? Taylor Gabriel. Oh, he was seven for 57 on 14 targets. Yeah, he. that was the thing. He had been getting – quite a few targets the past couple of games too yeah uh, him and uh anthony miller both 11 targets uh six receptions 54 yards and alan robinson only six for four for 15 but my guess is i really think you can chalk that up to uh jalen ramsey they probably just put jalen ramsey on alan robinson and just let them have the underneath balls because i mean they only average eight for taylor gabriel and nine for anthony miller for yardage wise right uh Tariq cohen if he, he if he, he this is going to be kind of an audition game for him if he if he comes out again and has a has a decent performance then I'd be willing to ride out with him the rest of the year especially through the playoffs uh, if you want to st- if you want to start him in this game I wouldn't blame you but uh, I would still be a little worried just because it's just Mitchell Trubisky and they 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 line Tariq Cohen out in the slot and then he has to pass in the ball for him to get any points and it just it's just frustrating. I actually would like him better if they had Chase Daniel playing, but we'll see. He may get benched again. It's very possible. So, I agree. All right, let's move on. All oh. right, moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers game versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Man. Guessing you know who's going to win this game. This That's is going right, to be a Steelers, really Steelers. good game for Jalen Samuels. Steelers Probably. are predicted to win 66.2% to the Bengals, 33.6%, a 38-over-under line with a 6.5-point spread towards the Pittsburgh Steelers. So not a very high-scoring game. 
seems like the Steelers defense just might run away. Yeah, the Steelers, as far as the Bengals, only start Joe Mixon in this game. The Steelers have been just so good on defense. They had a pretty rough week last week, but since week, I believe, three, they've been kind of shut down. Uh, James Conner and Juju are both not playing in this game. Jalen Samuels is going to have a great game. And I'm a little worried about the other stat line from last week. So for the Steelers uh, in that brutal loss versus the Browns where Mason Rudolph got murdered, it was 23-44, 221 for him, touchdown, four interceptions. He's a super sit. And then (laughs) just nothing really extraordinary. Five targets, three receptions, 49 yards. That's James Washington. Vance McDonald's three for 33. Then everybody else, three, two, two. Jalen Samuels, five for 19, touchdown. I like him in this game. Yeah. That really is it, though. I I, I, I like uh, James Washington. I actually think he'd be a good – he's going to be a good fit as far as, like, a wide receiver three in this game uh, just because if Juju and James Conner are both out, Jalen Samuels is going to have a great game either way. Uh, but I, I could see the, – the Bengals are just so bad. They can't – I know Mason Rudolph is bad, but the Bengals are worse. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think James Washington would be a fine play. And then uh, as far as Cincinnati, like I said, I Tyler Boyd, it's just – if Andy Dalton's not playing, I can't trust him right now, especially against this defense. Yeah, Tyler Boyd last week, three for one, no yards against the Raiders, who their secondary is not great. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not great. They really should have done a lot more. Auden Tate, four for 56. I'm not mad at flexing him out, but honestly, I don't trust either of them. Yeah, um, the problem with the Raiders is they're giving up seven, the seventh most points up to the to the wide receivers. So if they couldn't get it done there, I just don't think they're going to get done. Yeah, especially with Minka Fitzpatrick. And also on the other end, Josh Jacobs had a great game last week, 23-112 against this uh, Bengals defense. So I think this bodes well for Jalen Samuels. Yeah, Jalen Samuels had a good week last week too. Even even with him not being a starter, I actually think that he pans out as a good good RB three um, rest of the season flex, uh, just because he he's going to get a lot of opportunity. I honestly think, dude, I was watching him play. I think he's a better player than James Conner. But I'm just wow. I'm just just it again. Aggressive takes, but I don't necessarily disagree. But we don't have a whole lot to go off of. This will really be his first game where I think it's set in stone from the beginning of the week that you're playing that James Conner's been out all week. So he's gotten plenty of reps to get ready. So I'm excited for him. All right, moving on to the Miami Dolphins versus the Cleveland Browns. Oh man, another garbage fest game. This is going to be a huge dumpster fire, but the predictor scale has got the Browns winning 86.4% to the Miami Dolphins, 13.5%. Over under lines 45.5 points, and the spread is 10.5 points favored to the Cleveland Browns. This might be the first time Baker Mayfield ever gets some decent points. He he didn't play that bad last week. No, last week, uh, 17, 30, 17 for 32, 193, and two touchdowns. I mean, he's actually been playing pretty decent these past couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, the Browns have won, I think, the last two, haven't they? 
Yes, I think for the Browns that is considered a winning streak. I think they are on a winning streak. That is amazing. Good job, guys. I mean, you're also on a losing streak too. But how many pl- players you'll have to drop off <coughs> every week? But um, mm. this is an easy one for me because uh, Stream Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb is great. I'd even throw uh, Kareem Hunt in there. Uh, Nick Chubb, I know a lot of people have been worried about him because of Kareem Hunt, but it's just too good of a matchup. we got to start him. And he's actually been play- He's been putting up points. He's just kind of been taken out of the passing game role, and Kareem Hunt's taken over. But with this game, I, I could see him getting a couple touchdowns. So throw in Nick Chubb, and they could definitely get ahead and, and run the ball out. And then Jarvis Landry, I think, is a great pick uh, play this week too as well. Uh, is uh, – and Joku coming back this week? I think he's eligible next week. I think I saw something that it said he would be eligible. He was already eligible, but they thought about bringing him off for whatever the first game in December for them is. Which is okay. It's got to be what? Uh, he's okay. No, he is out. He is out. He is out for sure. Because yeah. I know I had, they'd seen him talking about it. So he is out for sure. Uh, that would actually I, I would have told you to to he was on my notes to play this week. But <clears throat> he is definitely out. Uh, Devontae Parker, he has been pretty solid for about five or six games now. So I throw mean, him out there. Seven for and 135. I mean, it's hard yeah, to not throw him out there. Right. Yeah, for sure. So Devontae Parker, he's, he's, he's great. I'm actually I'm, I'm mad because I tried to pick him up this week and I couldn't. Someone took him from me. But uh, rest of the season, he's going to be a great start. <clears throat> and then as far as as far as the the Browns on their defensive side, of, they are giving up twelfth most points to the quarterbacks, sixteenth most other in the middle, twenty third to the to the wide receivers. So not a lot of stuff going there. If you would want to play Mike Jacecki because you don't have many very many options, I'm actually okay with it this week. The Browns do give up points to the tight end, so. I'm good with that. Yeah, it's hard to do, but uh, and the Dolphins just suck. Yeah, the, so, the Dolphins just suck. I, I, I can't. Devontae Parker's the only one I can even remotely get behind. But. Yeah, for sure. All right, there you go. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers versus New Orleans Saints. Predictors pretty favored on a team here, and that is New Orleans Saints winning eighty-two point eight percent to. The Carolina Panthers, 17.1%. Over-under line is 46.5. With a 9.5-point spread favored to New Orleans Saints. Wow. So, yeah. this They're favored. This is going to be a blowout against Carolina. I'm not surprised. I mean. And still, Christian McCaffrey will still get 30 points somehow. He's averaging 30 points on the season. So, I mean. That's know, amazing. Man. Holy yeah, crap. I think the next one is Dalvin Cook. I believe he edges around 23, 24, depending on which league you are in, or what kind of league you run. Uh, and that those are PPR numbers. Yeah, I gotta say, sure. I mean, you know, I've had some, I've had some bumpy, bumpy times in this season. But one of our very first episodes is named after how much I love Christian McCaffrey at the very beginning, and I am so proud of him <laughs> for making me look smarter than I am. I'm so uh, proud. Yeah, no one was disagreeing with you. He was 
everybody knew he was going to be amazing this year. He's been amazing for like the past three years. Yeah, but when he, you know, I saw that picture of Two just years. the most buff man I think I've ever seen. And somehow I knew. I was so ready. All right. We already knew. He didn't have to be buff. I don't know what that's. That's what I'm saying. What are you talking everybody about? Everybody knew it already. I don't really hear. Uh, what? Stop it. <laughs> You have anything to say? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, the Saints are actually good, obviously, against the run. They're 30th best, but, you know, you can start, still start Christian McCaffrey out there. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I actually do like him in this game uh, because homeboy from uh, the Saints, in my mind, just went blank. What's his name? Lattimore? Marshawn Lattimore. My gosh. We'll be probably lined up against DJ Moore which I believe will open open it up for Curtis Samuel. And and that's it. I mean, that's that's all I'm going to start from. Uh, am I saying Lattimore? Oh, my gosh, my head's broken. Anyway, anybody you want to start in this game, Ben? I don't disagree with Curtis Samuel, but honestly, DJ Moore might still have a great game. He had 15 targets, 8 receptions, 95 yards last game. I don't see that falling. I mean, obviously it's got to fall off. They were down the entire game against the Falcons last week, so they were throwing Kyle Allen through 50 times and four interceptions, by the way. But I uh, I think, again, this might get out of hand again, and they're going to have to just throw it like that. So I don't see DJ Moore falling off enough to make Curtis Samuel my start over him. But Well, the reason why I'm saying that is because Marshall – well, he Marshall Lattimore is questionable in this game, but – if he does play, which I believe he will, he will be lined up on DJ Moore. And DJ Moore is an okay wide receiver. Lattimore will shut him down completely, which will give more opportunities for guys like Greg Olson and Curtis Samuel, which I, I actually like both of them. I'm okay with, with Greg Olson. It's just... The tight end position, we say this every week, is just so scarce and it, it's so terrible. Unless you got Travis Kelsey, who actually went back up into the number one tight end because Austin Hooper has been out. Uh, Austin Hooper obviously hurt. George Kittle or even Zach Hurts has actually been playing pretty well these past couple weeks. If you don't have any of those three guys, it's literally just a toss-up. Like You just don't really know what's going to happen with those guys. So um, It's really just a guessing game, and my guess is going to be Greg Olson this week. I think he's going to actually have a pretty good week. Yeah. And I guessed Jack Doyle last week, and I believe he had zero targets. Oh, yeah. He was horrible last week. Yep. Yeah, that was not a good move for you. But I do agree with Greg nope. Olson. And it's the same argument I had when we talked about Jason Witten a couple weeks ago. It's like, if not him, who else? Like, it's just not – there's not anybody else that I'm like, this guy is obviously good. This guy is obviously going to be involved. Like, it's just – just throw him out there. What, what else are you gonna do? Unless you've got those other big guys, you just—he's the worth—he's the worth the risk more than anybody else. So, what do you think about? Uh, do you think Cam? You think he's been the quarterback here next year? Because Kyle Allen has not been playing well. I have no idea. The thing is, Kyle Allen played well enough, and I think at this point you have to. If you're smart, you just have to go, all right, we've got two pretty mediocre quarterbacks at this point. One of them gets hurt all the time. One of them's just brand new and is not that good. 
But this running back, we could build something around. So why would you – you know you're going to have to pay him. You know you want to keep him. So why would you then throw another – why wouldn't you get rid of the other big name on your team in Cam Newton, especially if you're going to build the team around Christian McCaffrey anyway? So I think I, I think he's going to be gone by the end of this because there's so many I think teams that are riding off him. Cam Newton too fast. I think Cam Newton's fine if he just gets back healthy. They just keep rushing him back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's helping. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him being on the roster. I really don't. I could be very, very wrong, but wow. I. I don't think. Wow. There's too many teams that need him bad enough, and once they start getting some offers that are, like, pretty good, and looking at, I mean, they're a five and five team right now with Kyle Allen at the helm. That's not bad for a dude yeah. who. I think they were zero and three. When, what's his face was playing? Yeah, they were. They uh, were horrible. Cam Newton. Yeah, Kyle Allen's five and two. He started five and zero oh and went. He lost his last two. So, I uh, I don't know why you wouldn't try to sell him. It's the same as us in fantasy. Why wouldn't you try to sell him? He's still got the name. People yeah. still need him. There's plenty of places that need him. Poor Trubisky's gonna just crash and burn again. They're gonna need him. Yeah, they're gonna get Andy Dalton. Yeah, and hell, I'll take him in Denver. That'd be thrilled. No, yeah. not Andy Dalton, Cam I'll, Newton. Oh, I'd be all right with Andy Dalton. I don't think he's that bad. Yeah, well. Anyway, uh, okay, so moving on, New Orleans. Obviously, you start Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and uh, I don't know who else to start. <laughs> if you have any better ideas, let me know, because those are the only two guys on this team that have really been consistent enough to play. Yeah, Jared Cook's not getting the target share, but if you're willing to take, especially in like a standard lead league if you're willing to take the touchdown upside i mean he was two for 33 for a touchdown last week just didn't get involved um didn't really need to though with new uh new orleans facing tampa bay and uh latavius murray i'm not mad at i think this could get out of hand early and they could be running out the clock is he um okay is he uh yeah no nothing i for some reason i thought he was hurt no, not that I know of. No, he's not hurt. Okay. That must have been something else. Uh, I just checked it just to make sure. But, yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the The Carolina Panthers are th- number three, the third worst to give me points up to the running back. So, yeah, I'm cool with Murray. I, for some reason, in my back of my head, I thought he was hurt. I don't know why I thought that, but he's not. All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on to the great land of New York. That's right, it's Oakland Raiders versus the New York Jets. This is the first game that's actually predicted to be a toss-up. It's got the Raiders winning 53.1% to the Jets 46.6%. So pretty even there. Over-under line is 46.5 with a three-point spread favored towards the Oakland Raiders. I believe that's probably, I think the Raiders are going to win this game. Yeah, I find that very interesting. I mean, they did last week. They played the Bengals. It was seventeen to ten. They didn't really score on them very well. But let's be honest. Why would you try? You know, you've got you're up. They went up fourteen seven at the half. Let's just coast this one out, boys. Let's just get out of here. I mean, why even worry about it? So I'm not worried at all. I think the Jets have no chance. I think they still suck. And I think the Raiders are in line to make a move for the uh, AFC West. Yeah, that that uh, that division's got very interesting really fast. Oh yeah, even we're in it somehow. I saw it was like it was still like fifteen percent probability or something. Like there was 
how in the hell are we even close? Like, I don't. <laughs> I saw numbers that didn't make sense, and I just I don't know what to do with myself. But yeah, it's wide open. The Raiders are a good team this year, and they've been doing well. So I don't I don't yeah, get the true. three point line. I mean, that seems remarkably low, especially ESPN having them darn near split. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Sam Darnold, 19 for 34 touchdowns and interception last week. I really am not – I'm not mad at throwing him out there. I mean, he's looked good. Mono changed him. I'm proud of him. He came out clean on the other side. I think Mono this, changed him. <laughs> I think this could go well for him. I mean, they did play. No, yeah, this is, a, this, is a, this, is a good, this is a good week for him. Yeah. And Derek and Carr Derek as well. Carr. I like Derek, yeah, I like Derek Carr in this matchup too. Those are the two streamers for me. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Jets are really good against the tight ends. Uh, Darren Waller, he's he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, so, Lamarcus Joyner is questionable to be out in this game. Uh, not Lamarcus Joyner. Who was I saying? No, never mind. That that was the other person. I was gonna say it's the other side of it. I was gonna say Ryan Griffin has been playing amazing. And I would throw him out there, especially with LaMarcus Joyner being questionable. He could sit out this game. <clears throat> Other than that, like Darren Waller, uh, I'm good with Tyrell Williams. And then Jamison Crowder for the Jets. I mean, he's been pretty solid. And the Jets give up points to pretty much every every single position except for the tight end position. Uh, the tight ends, they're 29th. Oh, wait, where am I looking at? Yeah, the 29th against the tight end. So, uh but as far as the receivers, the third, and so Tyrell Williams can have a great game. And I love Josh Jacobs, dude. He's been he's been looking so good. I gotta look at his Madden rating because they they had to have picked it up already. Oh, speaking of Madden, did you see uh, Christian McCaffrey's the youngest ever ninety nine overall. They bumped him up this last week. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's ninety nine overall. He joined the club, and he's the youngest ever. To be a, a 99. They overall. moved someone out of 99. They moved uh, Bobby Wagner out. Was it Bobby Wagner or Khalil Mack? No, Khalil Mack's still in it. Oh, okay. That's crazy they moved Bobby Wagner out. Uh, yeah, and then on the other side of the ball, we have the Jets. You know, you start, start Le'Veon Bell and then Jamison Crowder. I really like him in this game. Uh, I would say, I know that uh, Robbie Anderson had a touchdown, but, you know. That was the first time in a long time. Yeah, he was three for one for six yards and a touchdown. You're not happy. <laughs> You've still only got seven no. points out of him. Uh, Ryan Griffin no. last week had a had a breakout game. Five for 109. 100 yards, huh? Five for 109 yeah. and a touchdown. I don't. Yeah, and Chris Hern, Chris Herndon is is out. So, I mean, he's not going to be playing. Yeah. So I don't. I mean. Are you comfortable throwing him out there? Because I'm really not. Who? With Ryan Griffin. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Yes, give me all the Ryan Griffins I can get. You want another you want Especially another with bet? Chris Herndon with this hamstring and he's limited in practice. Heck, yeah, give me the Chris Herndons. All right. That's all from here, I think. Yep, let's get out of here. All right, y'all ready for a good old cockfight? It's the Seattle Seahawks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I know that was not PC, but I still said it anyways. I don't, I don't know if you can say that. I don't think we can keep <laughs> yeah, it. What are you talking about? 
It's a it's a rooster fight. But they're not roosters. <laughs> oh, they're birdies fighting each other. I don't. I'm not comfortable with this. Whatever. That went over your freaking head, and Jordan said, I, I just, No, I didn't go over my head. I knew what you were doing. I knew where you were trying to go. You just didn't get there. Yeah. It was funny. Y'all, y'all don't understand. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. <sighs> Any who's in Lutz's. What I don't understand is the matchup predictor for these two, which has got the Eagles winning 56.4% to the Seattle Seahawks 43.2%. Over under lines 48 with a one point spread favored towards the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't understand that one either. Wow. I don't understand these stats or this prediction at all. At all. Uh, Seattle. Will you read off the the Eagles from last week? Yeah, the Eagles versus the Patriots. uh, It's a 17 10 loss, but Carson Wentz 20 for 40, 214 and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 11th for 38. Zach Ertz, 9 for 94. Nelson Aguilar, 4 for 40. And it just drops from there. Dallas Goddard had a touchdown, but everybody else. What was Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders, uh, 11 for 38. And then through the air, 2 for 9. Yeah, so this was, that was supposed to be his the, week. And I know he played the Patriots, maybe, but he was very inefficient on the ground. Maybe the Philadelphia Eagles are just are matched up against better teams and still losing and Seattle Seahawks aren't matched up against the greatest teams they're, and winning. They're coming off a bye where they beat the undefeated San Francisco 49ers at San the time. Yeah, that's true. I am very confused by that line. I'm I don't know, but I do know one thing. I know the Philadelphia suck at defending the pass. Tyler Lockett is a go. A DK Metcalf is a goes. Not going to start Josh Gordon. I don't trust him. But Russell Wilson, start him up. Chris Carson, start him up. Zach Ertz, start him up. Uh, Miles Sanders, you can flex him if you want. I'm not super excited about him, but you can try it if you want to. Um, and then that's pretty much it. I don't trust really any of the running backs. And Jordan Jordan Howard, if he plays, that's the guy I'm starting. But he has been questionable, and I know he sat out last week. And Alshon Jeffrey is still questionable. Nelson Aguilar doesn't matter because he's trash. So, I mean... Very, That's all I had to say about this matchup. You're very aggressive when you're sick. I don't know if you know that. I'm, I may or may not be trying to speed through this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they suck. Let's go with that. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Throw everybody out there. You feel good about them? Throw them out there. This is a good matchup for both of them. A lot of points. Slam the over in Vegas, and Seattle's going to win. I don't know what the hell their problem is. Slam that as well. Let's move on. Nice. Very All nice. Right, moving on. I'm like literally to... sweating so bad right now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. TMI. Is it? Next matchup is the Detroit Lions versus the Washington Redskins. It's got Detroit winning 67.5% to the Washington Redskins 32.2%. Over under lines 41 with a 3.5 point spread favored towards the Lions. I see this pretty accurate. Excuse me? <laughs> what do you think the Washington Redskins are going to do stuff against the Detroit Lions? I mean, you never know. I don't, I don't think know. So. I just was Case Keenum come come back. Yeah, I don't. Did they even put him on IR or is he just 
just not showing up. No, I just don't think gonna. I don't think they're gonna play him. I think he's just done. I don't even think he's injured anymore. I think he had a concussion, and I think they were just like, you know what? No, we'll do Dwayne Haskins. Anyway, um, it's rough because none of the guys really get going for the Washington Redskins without Case Keenum playing, especially McLaurin. I will start McLaurin this week. I don't really. I am actually starting him. I don't have a too many different, too many options. Detroit Lions are just terrible at defense. So are the Washington Redskins. The problem is both of these guys who put up numbers. Their uh, both of these teams that put up numbers on offense. Their 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 quarterbacks aren't playing. So uh, it's it's a little difficult. It's a little more difficult to to kind of to read. But I mean the Washington Redskins. Is there, are you interested in anybody outside of McLaurin? Definitely not to start this week, but I am closely watching Darius Geis because I think last week Adrian Peterson had nine carries, 25. Darius Geis had seven for 24. Um, Darius Geis had that big breakaway reception. Adrian Peterson had two receptions. Yeah. I mean, they're they're dead split right now pretty much. So this is my week. I want to see if there's any sort of passing the torch from Adrian Peterson because yeah. if there is, Darius Geis is back. He looked great. They just he's on a crappy team. So if he can get going, I uh, not this week for sure. Not this week. Don't do not start him this week. But somebody to look for on the waiver wire going into next week. Yeah, that was another guy that. Uh I had thought about, I had been thinking about Darius Geis. The problem is they're splitting, and the other problem that I have is every time I say anything about Darius Geis, his knee pops out of his place. So I just, I just don't, you know. That's just, true. You've been bad luck. Do his thing, yeah. Uh, and the Detroit Lions. I mean, God, you want to read Homeboy's <laughs> stat line from last week, bro? Marvin Jones. Oh yeah, Marvin Jones, uh, four for forty-three and two touchdowns on five targets. What was Kenny Galladay's? Kenny Galladay, one for 34. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, that, kinda... one for six. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm going with it. I mean, I'm literally on Detroit right now. TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, they come from the same breed. So, I mean, like, uh, they just they got bricks for hands right now. I think, like I said, eventually they'll pan out. Uh, I just, I'm not crazy about them. I know I was – I think I started – I think I was trying to tell people to start T.J. Hawkinson last week, and it's just, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> just so – Bad idea. Real bad idea. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm going to take that L, and I'm going to move on. I'm going to say don't start him in, the, uh, in, in any circumstances because he's too unpredictable. And Marvin Jones is the guy, I believe, that uh, – that it, it, that, that is going to be running this team for a little bit. I actually do like Kenny Galladay in this in this matchup just because it's the Washington Redskins, and I think there's going to be a lot of passing for both teams because this is going to be a suck fest. So, uh, I, but other than that, I think I don't think I uh, have too much hope for anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I think there's a chance Detroit gets up early, but I'm curious what how are the Redskins against the run? Because Bo Scarborough looked pretty good last week, 14 for 55 and a touchdown. Yeah, he wasn't too. Bo Scarborough was. Uh, he kind of took that lead role over Ty Johnson. Um, 
So you wanted the Redskins, right? Yeah. What What's the Redskin against the run? Because I think Detroit has obviously the best chance to win this game. So even if they get up a score, you know, maybe 10 points, uh, they could just be rolling with Bo Scarborough. So he could get a lot of carries. He already had 14. They're, so. they're eighth worst against the run. So, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I just the, – the, the Lions are just – for me, they're a little too unpredictable as far as their pass and run game uh, ratio. So, but, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. All right, cool. Well, he's somebody for me. I think is uh, another one to watch. I could even I could, start. Fle- I could definitely, I could definitely flex him. Yeah, that's cool with me. Cool. All right, we're moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans game. Matchup predictors got the Tennessee Titans winning sixty-six point four percent to the Jacksonville Jaguars thirty-three point three percent. The over-under line is 41.5 with a 3.5-point spread favored towards the Titans. Yeah, I mean, you're going to start Leonard Fournette in this game. It's just too much volume. DJ Chark, you can start. Uh, I don't think I want to start Chris Godwin in this game. I I have no idea. <laughs> I have no. Well, the Titans are 14th. They're right in the middle of the pack. It's just Chris Godwin's Godwin's are pretty inconsistent. It's not a good enough matchup for me to wait to say. I I will I will flex him. Hold on, I'm cool with that. Just so we're on the same page, you're saying Chris Conley. Conley, what was I saying? Godwin. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I was the, looking on the both Buccaneers. Te- yeah, I was looking on the both Buccaneers. teams for a Godwin. I was like, hold on, this ain't right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Chris Conley. Yeah, you know what's funny? When I said it the first time, I kind of stopped and was like, is that right? <laughs> but you then you yeah, just that sounds right. I <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> you just doubled down on it. You're like, is that right? Ah, to hell with it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely right. This sounds. Yeah, that's definitely that's for sure. Him. Oh, that's uh, it. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm my, I'm super foggy headed today. But uh, <clears throat> what was I saying? Chris Conley. I'm cool with flexing him. It's just not a good em- enough matchup for me to really have a lot of confidence. Uh, Derek Henry, obviously start. I don't want any of the Tennessee wide receivers right now. No, because I think they're going to try to build off of what they had last week, which was just let Derek Henry just take over. 23 for 188 yeah. and two touchdowns. I don't expect it again, but he could. I mean, I can't expect him not to. So, well, I know the Jags don't have Jalen Ramsey anymore, but their defense still isn't bad. But they do give up points to the running back. They're ninth worst against the running back, so Derrick Henry could be uh, in a position to have a great game. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty much all I want from them. Um, just everybody else. Just what about, do you think D.D. Westbrook or no? I, I just – I'm so over D.D. Westbrook. I've been over him for a long – I think I was first to just just be like, no, nah, I'm done. Um, yeah. He, I, he's he been overshadowed by D.J. Chark, Chris Conley, and Leonard Fournette last week in the target game. So, I'm not even interested. Six yeah. for four for 32 last week in a game that they were getting crushed. So, they were throwing it all the time, and he just never got involved. So – I uh, yeah. I'm done. Chris Conley, I could flex. DJ Chark's obvious. Leonard Fournette's obvious. Um, really, no sleepers. Great from game week. by DJ Chark last week, boy. Just just lit the world on fire. Just so much fire from him. 
How many did you get out of him? Like 32? Uh, it's got to be something remember. like that. Eight. I think it was like 32, so maybe 34. I do know he was a second receiver, second ranked on the week. So, I eighth. And I think above him was John Brown. Yes, it was John Brown. Wow. Because John Brown and Josh Allen led led uh, overall last week. So, cool. And that's in P- that's PPR, folks. Yes, we only talk PPR. We despise the other ones. PPR. Yeah. I I I literally I was I was on Twitter the other day and someone was like, I hate PPR. And I was like, Why? I don't. Oh, I don't know. oh I so you, standard. So you, we ran a standard league for the first two years. Do you remember Adam? Adam. Say what? <laughs> you paid attention. No, you you're muffled, so I really couldn't understand you. Oh, sorry. Uh, we ran a standard league the first couple years, and it was just frustrating because I I believe I had Larry Fitzgerald, and he went to like eleven receptions for like 40 yards and I get like four points out of him and I'd be like yeah I do remember that you weren't getting crap for points yeah and I was just like oh, okay well we're changing this next year because whether or not catching a ball in the NFL has to do with some talent I even if you run a half point PPR I'm cool with it you just got to get some points for it yeah it's like they're not doing anything it's like you just hate points you only want touchdowns like, yeah no I'm not interested David Johnson was the standard, the standard monster that year. And now he sucks. He's getting forty points in standard, bro. And I was like, oh my gosh. Holy crap. Yeah, he was crazy. He was nuts. All right, let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on to a pretty interesting game. It's the Dallas Cowboys versus New England Patriots playing in New England. Matchup predictors got New England Patriots winning 70.4% to Dallas Cowboys, 29.4%. Get them, boys. Over-under lines, 45, with a 5.5 spread towards the New England Patriots. Wait, Adam, who are you going for in this game? It's not the Cowboys. Nobody. It's it's not the Patriots, so it's nobody. So I, think <laughs> I, I would definitely rather see the Dallas Cowboys win this game for sure. I would, too. Honestly, I as much as I don't like the Dallas Cowboys, I would I wish they would win because I I don't like the Patriots that much wow. more. That's quite the yeah, sign off. Hey, hey, I I think I think this is the game to claim the title of who is America's team, right? I think this is That it. is what people are saying that the the old heads are the Cowboys are their team, but all the youngins they just go with the winners. So for that has been the New England Patriots for Pretty much my entire generation. I don't know about y'all, but yeah, it's been they've been winning a lot enough to have a Super Bowl ring on each finger on Tom Brady's right hand. Yeah, and one more, and one on his left, and one to spare. Yeah, I always have this conversation with my friends that are Patriots fans that have nothing to do with Boston or any any part of that area, and I'm always like, "Why are you a Patriots fan?" I've always been a Patriots fan. I'm like, "You're as old as I am. If you're as old as I am." They've always been winning, so yeah, there's no loyalty in there. Yeah, as soon I'm as I'm a loyal Patriots fan, I stuck it out with him. Oh yeah, before Tom Brady, when Drew Bledsoe won that Super Bowl, yeah, that was really hard. Must have been tough for you, buddy. No, try watching the Astros suck for ten years. 
Uh, your Texans sucked for 10 years. Yeah, they, they were rough suck. too for a little bit. But for the I feel like the most part they've been they've they've always made the playoffs, so I don't know. Who knows? But I do agree with Adam. This is going to be a big one. This is for two teams that are really doing well. I heard uh it was somebody on Pat McAfee. I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about the Patriots defense is awesome. The Dallas offense is awesome. The Patriots def- or offense sucks. The Dallas defense uh-huh. is not that great. So it's a matter of which which wins. Like does a does a crappy offense win? Or does a crappy defense win? And it was a very interesting I question that just give me Julian Edelman. That's all I'm starting. It just <laughs> sent me spiraling for about an hour. I was like, what the hell would happen? I don't understand. So I agree with you. Julian Edelman's the only one who's worth it. Worth anything. 10 for 5 for 53. Yeah. Uh, there is rumors that uh, a, a, a boy named Sir Antonio Brown is making his way back to the team. No freaking way. Yeah, for real. <laughs> there are rumors. Uh, Tom Brady apparently te- talked to, texted someone. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter earlier. Talked to someone asking to get. I guess he was talking to Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick to get AB back on the team as soon as possible. Uh, it's good. To, it's good to know Tom Brady's using his God powers for good. <laughs> but what happened? What happened to Todd, to, uh, Tom Brady to making everybody better? I got no idea. I don't know, man. I'm hating too much. I'm sorry. Anyway, you Ezekiel and Amari Cooper. I. Uh, I'm not going to start Michael Gallup, and I'm not going to start Jason Witten in this game. I'm going to sit both of them. I honestly, now that I think about it, I don't even really want Edelman. I'm pretty done with everybody on the Patriots' offense. They've just been so bad. I think you have to start Edelman, though. He did have a perfect passer rating last week. I'll give him that. <laughs> he did go one for one for 15 and a touchdown, which is a perfect passer well, he- rating. He was a quarterback in college, so. Yeah, he had a way better passer rating than Tom Brady, almost 100 higher. Good God. Yeah, I'm done with him. I just say everybody from the Cowboys, they're the good offense I'm talking about. Yeah, just send them all out there. Michael Gallup, yeah, Randall Cobb. defense is good, though. We got to remember they're good. I don't. Do you really want to tell people to pull all of everybody out there? I guess it's good. It's good Patriots defense. This is, okay, so it's, it's for this game, it's like Chicago. It's like playing Chicago. Where, and yeah, they're at Foxborough, too. Everybody sucks in Foxborough. That is true. Especially it's November. Is it snowing? Anybody want to do a uh, weather report? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, no, it's worse. It's 45 degrees and raining. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's icy. That's, yeah. It's going to so be icy. The run game is going to be strong in this one. Yeah, probably. Good lord, that sucks. <laughs> I would hate <laughs> to be there. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for him. Well, if that's the case, don't give me Julian Edelman. <laughs> I didn't look at that before. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm done with him. That's. I, I don't. I don't want anybody from the Patriots offense right now. Yeah. I want the defense right, real bad. I paid money for him. Whoa, jeez, Louise, chill out, bro. All, All right, right. Move on. nice one. Moving on to Sundays. Last game is the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. 
I don't agree with the predictor scale, but oh, it's got geez, 49ers Louise. winning 60.8% to the Green Bay Packers, 38.9%. Over-under is 48 with a three-point spread favored towards San Francisco. think it's going to be a little bit tighter of a game than what the predictor scale's got going on here. I would, I'll, I want to say 50-50. Even though San Francisco's been undefeated, Packers always... Well, they lost to the Seahawks, I mean, so they're not undefeated anymore. Yeah. And Green Bay's That's only 8-2. and two. I mean, this is a crazy... I guess because it's in San Francisco, right? So I guess this is what they're basing it off of, but it's still like... At the end of the day, this is Aaron Rodgers against Jimmy Garoppolo against two pretty decent defenses. I mean, I would say San Francisco definitely has the advantage on defense, but it's Aaron Rodgers still, you know? So, I don't know. If you're going to ask me, I, I just think that it, the San Francisco is going to have a hard time stopping Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams coming back. And, you know, well, he's back, but, you know, getting – affiliated back into the system and everything like that. So I, I, I it's going to be hard for them. You know, Aaron Jones, he's had 11 touchdowns on the season already. That's nuts. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't, it is a three-point spread on the over-under. The over-under is 48. I would say that's probably around there. Uh, I would, Yeah, I was thinking maybe around like a 50-point game. I know the defenses are good, but still, uh, these offenses aren't bad either. Uh, but the Packers, I mean, they give a lot of points up to the running back. Tevin Coleman, I'd be cool with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. And then I'd be, I'm cool with everybody on the, on the Packers too. So, I mean, like all the normal guys, Aaron Jones and then uh, Devontae Adams, you're obviously going to start. The problem that I have was, uh, with San Francisco is George Kittle – going to be back this week and is Emmanuel Sanders going to be back this week and if they're back when are they going to you know that's that's so Matt Breida he is doubtful for this upcoming game Um, George Kill has moved up to questionable for his knee and then Emmanuel Sanders is questionable as well I would bet on Emmanuel Sanders playing because his ribs and I think they put him in a flak jacket last week to um, cause he did play last week. I think they threw him in a flak jacket and so he should be a lot yeah. better this week. I would assume, and they'll do the same thing again for his, for his ribs. I, uh, I wouldn't bet on George kill, especially cause it's the night game. You can't, you can't wait until, cause they can make that decision at four. So I don't, I don't want any part in him. I would bet on Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Now. And I think you have, you have to have another option right now anyway, just cause he's been out already. But um, so the Packers are actually pretty good against the receivers. But this is the one I did get right from last week, and it was Debo Samuel. I mean, the guy has been on fire, and I think you've got to ride with that fire right now, especially with everybody being hurt. So Debo Samuel, I'm cool with throwing him out there, even though the Green Bay Packers are actually pretty good against the pass. Um, I just think Jay Alexander is actually going to be lined up against Emmanuel Sanders, and that's going to give Debo Samuel, you know, is going to open up the game for him. I don't trust Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis and Robbie Anderson are literally the same person to me. I just I can't trust them. They may have touchdowns every now and then. It just uh, I just, too many. Questions. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's it. I want uh, Kyle Juice. I don't know where to put him, but I want him some type of way. Who? Juice Who? Schick. Ju- they call him Juice. That's all I know. 
Oh, huge check. Yeah, Hushchik. seven for seven yeah. for sixty-three. Yeah. I don't know where to put him, but I want to put him somewhere. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he's the workhorse on that team, bro. He's yeah, he's been back. killing it. So, his last of the dying breed. I saw that Peyton places. Hey, that show rocks. I, mean, I don't mean to. Oh. We're not being paid, obviously, yeah, but that show freaking rocks. I'm glad to give it free promotion. Yeah, it's a really good show. And I like that he, like, interrogates Daryl Bettis. <laughs> he's, like, super, he's, like, actually yeah. scared. He looks scared. He's like, I did, I had <laughs> yeah, a fullback. He did well. He's like, I played fullback. What's the problem? <laughs> he's like, oh, inside <laughs> so job. So good. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right, let's move on. All right, so that is it for Week 12's games. And who you have on by is Kansas City, Minnesota, Arizona and Los Angeles Chargers. We have one more though. Say that, say that one more time. We have one more. Oh no, no I know. We still gotta go over Thursday. No, no, Thursday's no. Game. no we... Oh no, no. Oh, that's right. We got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night's Rams. game. Oh, Rams! My goodness, <laughs> I was staring at the Chargers. Oh my goodness. Anyways. Match of predictors got this pretty split even, 53.1% towards Baltimore Ravens and 46.5% towards the Los Angeles Rams. 46 under, over under and a three-point spread towards the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, man, this is going to be an intense game. Yeah, uh, the, the Rams, their offense has been so sluggish the past couple weeks. It's just... It's hard for me to even want to start anybody. I definitely don't want to start Todd Gurley in this game. I don't. The only person I really even consider starting is going to be Cooper Cup, and he has just been on a down slope. Nah, dude, it, it wasn't a slope. He fell off. He's gone, man. Yeah, he just he was yeah, there. He went and three nothing, for fifty three you know? last week, which is not bad, but his long was fifty. So that means he went two for three, and then one right. pop off, and that was it. Yeah, but still, it's only eight points in a PPR. Whenever the, the you want him to do what he's been doing all year, those twenty twenty five point games, and he's like breaking it open for you. But he's not winning you games right now. Um, I don't think I could ever sit him. It's just it's I can I know that it's frustrating yeah. for sure. Adam, you have Cooper Cup. Are you still playing him? Yeah, I'm still playing him. I don't have very many options though, but yeah. I mean, he's he's been off and on. He's been more on than he has been off. Well, I mean, at this point in the season, you're not going to have a lot of options. Most of the sleepers have already been taken, so you don't really have that many that much stuff to do. I mean, that, that you don't have that many to pick from. Uh, but I mean, this this Ravens defense is really good. I'm not starting Robert Woods. I actually was suggesting to drop him. He's just too inconsistent, and people were like, who are we going to drop him for? And I was like, Devontae Parker. Or anyone, really. Him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're going to have a lot of inconsistency from really anybody going right now. It's just Robert Woods, he's just put on – it was more of in spite of him, just like how much he made me mad because I he was – I had Antonio Brown, then I picked up Robert Woods, and it's just like, ugh. So I was like, you know what? I'm dropping you. And that's how I feel about it. All right. Him, so – and uh, anyway, so on the Ravens, obviously, we're going to start Lamar Jackson uh, at 
quarterback, you're going to start Lamar Jackson at running back. There you I go. agree. I totally agree. Hundred percent. No, I'm cool with Mark. I'm cool with uh, Mark Ingram and uh, Mark Andrews, but that's it. I know Marquise Brown was supposed to be coming back and having good, good games, but he just hasn't been playing well. And I think that's just Lamar Jackson. Well, and uh, not well. What was his stat last week? He had a pretty decent uh, game. Not last decent. Week, didn't he? he stomped your Texans. Seventeen for twenty-four, two twenty-two, four touchdowns. Yeah. Almost perfect. No, not him. Not him. Marquise oh, Brown. two for twenty-three. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's Mark Andrews and uh, Mark Ingram okay. were pretty much the passing game. Four for seventy-five and yeah. three for thirty-seven. So, do y'all want to talk about all the illegal picks they ran? Jeez, yeah, Louise. Well. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Bad. I was like, these are illegal picks. You know, that's what I said when I saw it. Anyway, that's whatever. They they beat us really bad. I mean, got yeah, they beat you without them. the picks. I mean, let's be honest. There were picks, but they beat you without them. <laughs> Well, I was trying to figure out what happened. Oh, that so it was they were mar- so we were doing fine. I mean, they didn't really score until like the, the end of the second quarter. But we were doing fine and it was after that blatant no call and that deep pass interference and it just like they just gave up. I don't know what happened, but after that, it was just like, "No, we're not playing anymore." And then Lamar Jackson's like, I'm going to be a good running back. And just ran. I don't want to play quarterback anymore. And then he was like, I want to play quarterback. And then he threw four times. Yeah, you just you just got slaughtered. It's, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Anyway. All right, let's, let's move on to the Thanksgiving games. And that's right, I said games. Because the NFL doesn't want you to spend time with your family. They want you to watch football. And I don't want you to spend time with your family. I want you to watch football. <laughs> there are three football games going on Thanksgiving Day, all sporadically out through, throughout the day. One at 11.30, which is the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. The matchup predictors got... Uh, Split even actually forty nine point eight percent on each so side. Confused. <laughs> He's t- uh, like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen that. Uh, forty one over under with a one point five spread towards the Lions. Yeah, yeah this I'd is going to be a game where it's pretty much going to be the same from this week. David Montgomery, uh, Allen Robinson. I actually am not going to start Kenny Galladay in this game. Uh, and I wouldn't be too crazy on uh, your other boy either running back. I don't want my mind is Bo. so blank. Uh, what's his name? There you go, Bo Scarborough. There you go. Uh, I wouldn't be. Too, I'm not too high on Bo Scarborough either in this game. So pretty much all I want in this game is Marvin Jones. Yeah, I agree with that. David Montgomery. If Tariq Cohen has a good game, I'd throw him out there this week. Oh, Tariq Cohen. Why do I keep not? Because he's Tariq been Cohen? so yes, bad fine. that we forgot. Yeah, but about they, <laughs> Well, this is this is another audition week for him. Like, if he does well, then uh, then also cool just go ahead and throw it out there. This might be the worst Thanksgiving game in recent memory. <laughs> this might just suck. Yeah, this might just trash. suck. Yeah, let's move on to Buffalo and Dallas. All right, the match predictors got this to be a blowout game, favored towards Dallas, eighty point two percent for Dallas to the Buffalo Bills, nineteen point six percent. 45 over under with a seven point spread towards Dallas. 
So the Bills have been giving a little bit up to the to the running backs. Mostly everything else, they're pretty solid against quarterbacks. Everything. So Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott should have a really good game. John Brown, I'm going to start him up for the Bills. Josh Allen, you're going to start him up for the Bills. Uh, judging by this this coming up next week, I really want to see the split on Frank Gore and Devin Singletary. Uh, I want to see how they're utilizing Devin Singletary. It's mostly been in the past game, so I kind of want to see that transition happen. Uh, I want Amari Cooper, but I'm not going to start Michael Gallup in this game or Jason Witten. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the Bills are a much better defense than – People think they've been flying under the radar anyway. It's set, they're seven and three right now. Probably going to be eight and three going into this game. I've been hearing they're a bad defense, and I was like, "Yeah, not true, crazy. not true at all." I don't know where that's even coming from. They're bad offense. They're a really yeah. bad offense. Well, they're not that bad. Not, they're average, which is not what a seven and three team should be. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of seven and three teams that have average. I mean, like the Bears, whenever they went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, they were True. average. I'll give you that. But I mean, like, I don't. I don't think they're terrible. I I would put them right there with like San Francisco as far as their offense. I mean, they're just like they just score enough to win, but they let their defense pretty much handle yeah, the rest of it. I agree. Know? Uh, they're much better than That's Chicago. That's very true. That's one hundred percent true. Yeah, they suck. They're bad at okay. football. Anyway, let's go to the Falcons and New Orleans game. All right, the match predictors got the New Orleans Saints winning fifty three point eight percent to the Atlanta Falcons forty five point eight percent. Which I okay, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, Over-under is 48.5 with a six-point spread towards New Orleans Saints. I think it's that should be a higher margin towards the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion. But Well, like I said before, the Falcons have actually been you know beating people up pretty bad. So I think they just beat the Saints. They blew out the Saints like two no, weeks ago. No, it was like ago, last week, I think. Yeah, they like destroyed Yeah, so we're, we're in the – yeah. Then here's, here's I, the comeback. Uh, this is a revenge game. And this one is in Atlanta. Dude, this is a revenge game for the Saints. I think they've got another week to have Drew Brees at quarterback with everybody back. They they really don't have any injuries anymore to worry about. I think they're going to come out swinging and on Thanksgiving just beat the tar out of the Falcons, which is great for the Falcons because <laughs> I think then they'll have to try to beat the tar out of the Saints. And – Lots of fantasy points for everybody to go around. I like this matchup for the Thanksgiving games. Yeah. Let's do it. I really like uh, I, I like Latavius Murray in this game, too. Alvin Kamara. Uh, Drew Brees actually is a good stream in this, this week. And Michael Thomas. Uh, any other receivers on New Orleans that you're thinking that you want to start? I actually be okay with streaming Jerry. Yeah, that's, that's the only too. one I was going to think. You can you can try out, but, I mean, it's, it's really – Past Michael Thomas, it's the flavor of the week for the Saints. I mean, it's just could be Ted Ginn, could be somebody I never heard of, could be somebody else I never heard of. It just Michael Thomas is the only solid one. Yeah. So uh, roll with them. Latavius yeah. Murray's the and then Atlanta. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's going to be on yeah. fire. And then uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley uh, don't start a running back. The Saints are good against and their the running runs, backs so. are not good. And that's it. 
Yeah. They're going to use the run, and they're not good yeah. at running. So True. there you go. And that's it for all the Thursday. That's all the Thanksgiving games. All right, Jordan, why don't you tell us who you picked up off the waiver wire for this week? Who did I pick up off the waiver wire? Sorry, I'm just buying time. Cause yeah, that was obvious. Oh, uh, Jacob Hollister from the Seahawks. Oh, that's someone that we missed. So, Jacob Hollister, uh, start him. I know that the Philadelphia Eagles have not been giving a lot of points up to the tight end. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, they don't give a lot of points up to the tight end. But Russell Wilson, I think, I saw I saw a stat. He throws the ball to the tight end like every four passes or something like that. So I like you're you're gonna like it. Trust me. And Jacob Hollister has really been playing well, uh, stepping up for all the guys that have been hurt in Seattle. So, uh, and that's who I'm starting because I don't have Austin Hooper in, and then. That's it. I mean, I've had Antonio Brown sitting on my bench for a while because there's been a lot of rumors of him coming back. But it's still so bold. Uh, that's hilarious. He's okay. gonna come back. He okay. will come back. He'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> if you say so, brother. I think he has to come back in the next couple of weeks, or he doesn't get to play. And I think the same thing. With yeah, it's Gronk week thirteen because if he wants to play, yeah, if he yeah, wants to Gronk play in the playoffs, didn't technically retire yet. So he can come back at week 13. But after that, he either has to – I think he either has to, like, confirm retirement or go through, like, a whole nother process. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Anyway, we'll get to – we'll cross that bridge when we get <laughs> okay. to it. What did you pick up, Benjamin? I picked up Derek Carr because Kyler Murray is on bye this week. And I picked – Nice. I actually like that. I picked That's up nice Latavius one. Murray. Nice, because I believe Adam he dropped did, him. And I've picked him up. I was thinking about picking him up. Ben has I just picked couldn't... up like everybody I've dropped, bro. Like everybody. Who? Ben? I dropped Derek Carr. He picked up Derek Carr. I dropped Baker Mayfield. He picked up Baker Mayfield. Get off my I did pick up Baker against Miami, but yeah. then I thought about it and saw Derek Carr, and I was like, oh, that's better. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, it's way better. Wow. Ben, you're a sloppy seconds. My sloppy seven is going to murder him this week. All right, whatever. I think you – isn't he beating you already, Adam? Adam, who'd you pick up? Uh, The only person I really picked up worth noting is Bo Scarborough. But that's only because I need a running back because Dalvin Cook has a bye. And then Keenan Allen has a buy on top of yay, it. So yay, play, yay, uh, buys, yay, buys, yay, buys, yay, buys. Yeah, no, Christian Kirk, Hilton Christian Kirk and, had a buy this uh, week, too, and I was so upset because I was so ready for him to get going. And it's like right when he starts getting momentum, it's like <laughs> bye week. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Sit down. Like, you ready to go? Yeah, so, you ready to go? All right, take a seat. I've been hurt in the past couple weeks, but I'm going to come I doubt it. fierceness. You're still, like, the first place. I think if you lose, I think you're, like, all tied for first. <laughs> yeah. 
which I don't, I see Ben beating me this week. But yeah, that's all I picked up off the waiver wire, and I think that about wraps up this podcast. What do you guys think? It does, and I am so sweaty because I like I know I have a fever, and I could feel it. <coughs> and uh, I've been holding in my coughs for like an hour and a half, so <laughs> it's been great. All right, well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We all hope that you have a great Thanksgiving with your families. Don't try to watch the NFL okay. too much. Just joke. Watch all the football you want. We don't care. Ben, Jordan, it's a pleasure, as always, to be talking with you about fantasy football. I've been your host, Adam Sanders, and this has been the Hail Mary Fantasy this Football Podcast. This has been the Jordan Sanders Podcast. Oh, is that what podcast. we're calling it this week? With Jordan Sanders back, and Back ben to Simpson. you, Adam. <laughs> And now Adam with the weather. <laughs> All right. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Later. Later. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Hail Mary FF Pod. Or Bye. don't. <laughs>